0: This is an Odyssey original. This is the War in Ukraine daily. I'm Charles Feldman,
1: and I'm Mike Simpson from the Kaganex Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Mariupol has fallen. Port City, in the southeastern corner of Ukraine, had received the worst of the shelling, bombing attacks in this war. Much of the city reduced to rubble. A group of several hundred soldiers had been holding out inside of a massive steel plant, refusing to surrender. But now there's word: the last remaining Ukrainians have been evacuated. Mariupol in Russian hands. A setback for Ukraine, but um, there are success stories in Kharkiv. Not only has the Ukrainian army pushed back the Russians recaptured territory. They've managed to drive all the way to the Russian border. We'll look at both of these battles and the current states of the war in Ukraine in its fourth month on the verge of entering that fourth month.
0: The defenders of Mariupol held out for weeks longer than they were supposed to and they kept some Russian army battalions tied up unable to join the new offensive in the east but those last Ukrainian soldiers dug into a massive steel manufacturing complex and have officially surrendered to the Russians with us again is journalist Phil Itner who is in Kiev uh, Phil as you start telling who is winning what in Ukraine uh, I guess it's time to give Mariupol to the Russians
2: Yeah after a real long uh, protracted fight that went on for you know weeks they, they finally have Evacuated the pretty much the last of the fighters uh, from that uh, as uh, um, uh, of steel uh, steel factory, and uh, as you mentioned, they they came out in the corridor, surrendered to the Russians, and they were taken to uh, a location in the breakaway republic uh, in the Donbass.
1: Do we know what's going to happen to the, I guess that's up to the Russians, but the Ukrainians have said, you know, they were evacuated out, but into Russian territory. The Russians are saying we're going to just treat them as, as prisoners like any other?
2: Well, that, that that that's how it stands right now. But... Troublingly, uh, there is also a uh, proposal in the uh, Russian State Duma, the lower house of the parliament, to uh, consider the Azov Brigade, many of whom were the fighters that, that took that last stand in the Azov Steel uh, Plant, uh, to designate the Azov Brigade as a terrorist organization. That vote is up uh, on the 26th. And, uh, you know, if they can't resolve what is to be done with those uh, prisoners before then, Uh, it may very well be that they they will be considered uh, terrorists. So uh, that may be a bargaining point the Russians are are publicly making, uh, or it may be an open intention of holding them through that period, and then their punishment obviously would be far more grave.
0: So we've had some experts on the show, uh, Phil, who have said the only way this is going to end is with a negotiation, and the question, I guess, is what would that negotiation look like what do you think
2: well i think that this goes a long way to, towards russia uh being able to claim at least some sort of victory because you know we've been talking for a while you know you guys and i uh since i i, I came to this this conflict about uh one of the main strategic goals of this conflict is for russia to achieve a land bridge linking uh the russian uh, territory proper up to the Crimean Peninsula, which they took in 2014, And uh, Mariupol has been a uh, sticking point in that land bridge. Uh, Now that that is actually uh, in Russian hands, uh, if they can get control of a strategically important uh, waterway that comes out of the town of Kherson, which has been, kind of goes back and forth, or has gone back and forth from Russian control and Ukrainian control, uh, if they can grab... You know, if they can consolidate control of that and get the water that goes to Crimea, and then get just they only need a little bit of territory, and there's not much stopping them from Mariupol to to Crimea, um, then they will have achieved one of their primary strategic goals. And if they do that, that might be a way for Vladimir Putin to save face, claim uh, one of his strategic victories, and maybe negotiate a peace.
1: If anything, though, we do know this is probably still going to be a prolonged event.
2: It uh, it it does look like that. Certainly the Ukrainians have been indicating that their intention is to reclaim as much territory as possible. But, you know, this, this war is taxing for both sides, uh, both in terms of what Russia is facing with sanctions. Those probably will not be going anywhere anytime soon, regardless of a negotiated peace. But also, in addition to that, uh, you know, the, the, just the toll in uh, terms of their, their material that's hurting Russia. And, of course, you know, to have a war on your own territory for the Ukrainians is, is taxing. So uh, while, it, you know, if the, if the Ukrainians decide that they're going to try and take back the territory that they've lost since 2014, then this goes on, and they have a lot of weapons to do that with, but at the same time, you know, everybody's tired of war.
0: I'm wondering what you make of of this, uh, Phil. There was, I think it was yesterday, uh, a retired, I believe it, he is, uh, colonel, Russian colonel, who was on Russian state TV, and yes. criticized the uh, the war, and and in effect said, and I'm paraphrasing, but in effect said that uh, it's not good for Russia. And I'm wondering how he managed to do that in such a controlled. Media environment, and whether somebody is trying to send a message
2: yeah that that was striking for a lot of us who monitor what comes out of russia and um i'm gonna probably i'm not gonna remember his name, probably Kazamatov or something to that effect um he uh he, the a lot has been floated about that. And uh, a lot's been discussed about the fact that nothing shows up on that show on uh, Russia's first channel because it is controlled by the Kremlin. Spontaneous outbursts do not, you know, really ever happen uh, on that show, and the fact that he has not been publicly punished for what he said adds to this kind of idea that perhaps it has been that that was purposely done to float the idea. So that that uh, they the Kremlin could kind of judge what kind of reaction internally within Russia that would that would uh, bring about, and if that's the case, then they are uh, ty- trying to tamper down what maybe they have have been pumping out previous to that, and that is that you know we're going for all out victory and a defeat, you know total defeat of Ukraine. So um, it, it was shocking to see that happen. Uh, I will admit. And uh, it, it does bring the question about of it, was, was it was it a way to run it up the flagpole and see who salutes? And if that's the case, then as I say, the Russians are as tired of war as the Ukrainians are. So maybe they're they're trying to judge whether or not um, they can get away with with walking away from this with some sort of victory, but also to kind of um, to to. Uh, bring down expectations of the Russian people.
1: Journalist uh, Phil Itner, who is in Kyiv. Phil, thanks. While the Russians may have control of Mariupol now, they've apparently been driven out of the Kharkiv region in the Ukraine Russian border. That area, Russia had been trying to take control of the area as part of its revamped war plan in the eastern parts of Ukraine.
0: Ukraine says its troops have pushed Russian soldiers out of the region and have even made their way to the border in a big advance. With us again is Oleksandra, who lives in Kharkiv. We talked uh, last with her about a month ago. She and her husband and mother-in-law have stayed in the city the whole time. Thank you for coming back to uh, talk with us. What's life like now where you are, uh, that the Russian soldiers have left your city?
3: Thank you for the invitation. I can say that uh, we can feel totally safe now because, you know, uh, these rockets are like a Russian roulette. It it can be missile everywhere. Uh, We had shellings uh, in the, even in the Lviv region, it's uh, far west of the Ukraine. So uh, until uh, our victory, we can't feel safe. uh, But uh, I can say that uh, since Russians has been uh, pushed out of far from the city, it's been a lot uh, calmer here. And uh, some people are considering to return to their home in the northern parts of the city. But it's mostly uh, people who lived uh, in Kharkiv, but uh, in some shelters uh, underground. Uh, stations, uh, and uh, calmer neighborhoods. So they're deciding to come back to their homes if uh, their apartments uh, survived uh, shellings. For example, my friends uh, considering this in a week
0: or two. How has your life and your family's life changed in the past month or so since we've talked to you?
3: Uh, unfortunately, uh, our family used to, to war, and it's sad to understand because uh, it's uh, it's a disgusting uh, something terrible happening during our lives and we're just used to it and uh, I think it's horrible situation but we need to do something to um, keep things going during the war so we're trying to live our normal lives as much as possible and uh, I can say that uh, it significantly changed during the last months, maybe it became more calm than a month before because uh more calm nights, uh, more calm uh, uh, spirits, uh, and uh, of people in our neighborhood. So um, we just enjoying the spring.
1: What are you doing now to try and get a little slice of of what seems more normal? Because there was a while there where the Russians were in control, and and you had told us that there were you know protests every day, and then they started to to come after the protesters, and there was a while where really you weren't leaving home too much but but now you can you can go out and work as you've got the city back
3: uh Yes, uh, there are a lot of uh, people, as I've said, come back to the city from different regions and uh, some people are deciding to uh, go for a walk uh, or uh, now for from yesterday we have some public transport uh, in the city so uh, we can use non- not only the personal car or taxi to um, like go to another part of the city and uh, uh, it gives us hope to, for a better living for some something that we call something like normal life yes and uh, me personally i'm trying to visit my parents uh, in another district of the city every weekend spend some time together uh, work in the garden uh, and so on i speak with my friends, uh, meet friends I can meet who stayed in Kharkiv, and uh, maybe that's all because I'm working uh, remotely, so I was working since the first day of war.
0: Do you have a different view now than perhaps a month or so ago on what you think the outcome of this all is going to be, how this is going to end
3: I've always believed that we will win in this war and Russia has no chance of course there was uh, tough days uh uh, with shellings and air bombing, but uh, this hope uh, in our hearts is still here. And uh, every inch of Ukrainian ground freed from invaders makes us very happy. And we believe in our armed forces. We hope they will return to their homes and families safe. We donate to our army. We donate to volunteers who help army, and uh, just hope for the best, give them our best wishes.
1: Is it harder to, to hope for the best as time goes on? Or when you have these victories like you've had, does that help fuel it?
3: I can say it becomes di- dif- more difficult or less difficult. It's difficult to see how many disaster and pain uh, Russians cost to our land and our people, to children who got to flee from their homes children who died during this war but uh, we still have each other and we're still ukrainians we have a language we have a land and uh, we just uh, stay together and believe that everything will be okay and uh, just waiting for a victory to celebrate
1: Alexandra lives in Kharkiv. We uh, last spoke over a month ago. She and her husband, mother-in-law, stayed in the city the whole time. Alexandra, again, thank you for coming back and speaking with us. And, and we're, glad, we're glad you're in a, uh, a safer spot now. This is an Odyssey original. Find us and others on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.